So we talked last week briefly about uh, Shawnee and Justin going uh, handicap style against Nate. What do you guys want to do for the the show this week? Well, there's there's always a booking problem when you do a handicap match for the championship, which is if one of those two assholes wins, who gets the championship? <laughs> Time out. We're just co-champions, okay? We no, go like, we lay, we lay the, cool that shit, and we just right. break that title in half. That is the worst booking gimmick in the history of wrestling <laughs> that has never gotten over ever, ever. Well, I think uh, the Vincent McMahon in me says that uh, I can get it over. I, I think we could, we could absolutely get it over. Vince can get anything over. We know this. <laughs> Chuck, on the other hand, <laughs> I don't know. I watched the Thunderdome this week. I'm not sure that that's over. I love it. What do you tell? I hate the name. Well, I mean, yeah, we'll get into it, but I hate the name, but I think it looks amazing. <laughs> Bright lights, lots of pyro, flashy colors. That's all I want, man. I don't even care about the story as long as there's lights. I was just going to say, story? I, I what story? Gonna, I, you're like, first of all, pipe down, Nate, let someone else talk for once. Uh, so, wow. oh, come on. Good fun people. And I'm a little grouchy cause I didn't sleep for shit last night. Anywho. So, I mean, it doesn't solve the fact that they're creative as shit. Like, yeah, cool. They tried something new. The storylines are still fucking awful. I don't care. Like, like cool. they had the money to do it. And they should be doing shit like that because they have the resources. Agreed. But, but, you know, all the bells and whistles in the world isn't going to make up for the fact that it's like, is it really still any more engaging than it was? Yeah, I think Braun and Bray are like the closest we got to a good storyline right now. Uh, in here's, here's, here's what I will give it. I will give it one thing. It seemed to breathe more life into the performers. It seemed to breathe more life into the wrestlers, right? Like, yeah they seem to be kind of stoked on the fact that they were there. And, and I can, I get that right. Like after performing to big crowds for, you know, the better part of, you know, your entire career. And, and now you've been stuck in the performance center, which is, you know, the size of a bread box and, and yeah, the change of scenery probably was really nice for them. So I could tell that they were really amped up on it. All right. So how am I going to get my hands on that title? Have we decided uh, you're going to get half of it, apparently. When yeah, we're going you're... co-champion. Ah, ah, ah. No way. Because I planned for this occasion, and I brought backup, who will be here in five minutes. Oh, that's, <laughs> well, that's perfect. All right, let's get the game started. <laughs> <laughs> get it going, quick. Let's go. In- introduction. Hurry up, hurry up. I'm Justin. He's Shawnee. Let's go. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the podcast that is one part game show, one part pro wrestling discussion of the week that was. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Chuck Bean, and this podcast is scheduled for one fall 
with a 60-minute time limit. That's right, another episode of the One Fall Show, our uh, SummerSlam episode. We are mere hours away from SummerSlam, uh, recording on a Sunday afternoon, so we're dead in the middle of a weekend full of wrestling, and uh, we've got some great questions and some great panelists for this week's show. I am joined, as always, by my pale-drinking, scorekeeping, one of my one of my best friends, Erica Bennis. Get some sun, lady. Yeah, I know. I'm like, first of all, yeah, I am very pale to begin with, but no, me drinking out of a bucket you dr- yeah, last out of night. A pail, out of a bucket. Out of a bucket. Yeah, yeah. That's that's probably why I have so much energy today. But yay, hooray! Today is the part. Is it the party of the summer? It, yeah. Is that the tagline? Never seen yeah, it. Oh, God. I, I am not looking forward to this it's show. It's Summerfest, I, I don't know. right? Right. Summerfest. Summer Summerfest. It's uh, Beach House 98. That's what we're looking forward to. <laughs> Two men enter. One man leaves. Two <laughs> men enter. One man leaves. As you could hear, uh, we're also joined by Shawnee Constant, one of our panelists today. Starting a new uh, Twitter movement here, Chuck. Hashtag kick Nate in the main roster. Kick Nate in the main roster. Yeah, so far, so good. Uh, we're also joined by Mr. Justin Valentine. Oh, yes. And uh, I can already tell this is going to be an episode. I don't know, insert word in between those words, but it's going to be an episode. It's it's absolutely going to be an episode. That I can promise you. I'm real high, Chuck. <laughs> we're joined by our, uh, is it 10 or 11 times at this point, Nate Pender? I I don't know if it's 10 or 11 but you are joined by the fucking champ is the point. <laughs> the fucking champ. The fucking champ. That's right, uh, Mr. Nate Bender. And uh, we, we've had some discussion, as you may have heard before the show. I believe this week we will be uh, we will be having a handicap match for Nate's title. Oh, oh I don't think so. Because no, here's, I, the, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I have got a little bit of backup with me this week. You know him. You love him. He makes amazing jokes about uh, 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 about uh, Tamina's father, right? Uh, so anyway, uh, Will is joining me uh, this week as my backup. And fine, you want to come for my title and be co-champions, that's fine. It's the worst gimmick in wrestling, but fine. We're going to come for your tag championship. So it's title versus title today. Okay. All right. So, uh, so if, if Shawnee and Justin win, then they will not only be our tag team champions, but co champion. Uh, but if Nate and will win, then Nate gets to retain his title as well as become vendor two belts. That's that- right. Goddamn okay. right. Sounds good. Will, thank you for being my backup. This Look, week. I'm going to do the best Aaron Anderson impression and just be the enforcer on this. Okay. One. Goddamn right. Nate- be the Ricky Morton, and I'm going to be the Robert Gibson all cross-eyed tripping over stuff. Oh, wait a minute. Time out. Nate just talked about bad gimmicks, and he wants to be Bender 2-belt. I'm confused. You're, you're, that's, what, that's, what's wrong with that? I, Why not? I, talk about bad gimmicks. You want to be 2-belts. Everyone's 2-belts these days. It's old. Fellas, to your corners. Let's get this show on the road. The One Fall Show, of course, is three rounds of questions. One round considering Raw and SmackDown. One round considering NXT and AEW. And the third round covering everybody else with news and notes from around the ring. Uh, each round is, has three questions. First question is one point. Second question, two. And the third question, three. And then there will be a final round uh, of questioning that is typically worth 10 points. We'll see how it goes. Um, 
Do we need to flip a coin to see? No, you know what? If it's if it's tag team style rules, then we will let Justin and Sean ah, what? take the first crack. No, Didn't no. This happened last week. What, talk no. about injustice. Yes. If, if, talk about injustice. If I'm putting up my singles title, no way. Nuh-uh. You at least flip a coin. All right. All right. Coin flip going on. Uh, Nate, call it in the air. Heads. It is heads. Absolutely. Goddamn right. Okay. So, so it's a coin flip involved in wrestling. Yeah, I, this is also uh, WrestleMate, uh, Bret Hart, Lex Luger. Thank, thank you. you. That's right. You're going also, back 30 also, years. Also, I'd like to point out something. Can we even call that category Wednesday Night Wars this week? Because AEW was on Saturday going head to head against NXT uh, uh, TakeOver 30. So shouldn't that be the Saturday Night Wars? Uh, this week, I feel like I'm I feel like I'm already too hungover for this episode. Jesus Christ, you guys. This week, Wednesday get it together. happened on Saturday. So uh, it is. Well, still why don't we start work. there, Chuck? <laughs> All right. So uh, question one in the Wednesday Night War for Nate and for uh, for Will. Uh, another NWA talent made their debut on Dynamite this week, looking for a title match at All Out in a few weeks' time. Who am I talking about? That would be women's champion Thunder Rosa. Yes, NWA Women's Champion Thunder Rosa. Uh, how excited are we to see Thunder Rosa in uh, TN or TNA? In um... how dare you? Wow! <laughs> how dare he you? He had a Vince Russoism. Wow! I did. I did. Uh, I'm actually I'm actually pretty stoked to see Thunder Rosa in AEW. Um, I I've only seen a couple of her matches, um, but I like I like her look. I loved that promo. Uh, I think it adds some real life to the women's division. Uh, we also saw, uh, what is it, Ivelisse, and uh, I, I can't remember the other. Okay. Yeah, uh, they just uh, took the the tag championship, or not the tag championship, the the tag cup, I guess. Yeah, they, they won the the tournament. Yeah, so I, I I really I actually like seeing some of these younger, like more up and coming talents uh, in. AEW's women's division because I, I I think I've seen a lot of what exists there and uh you know uh, you can only put Nyla Rose up against Penelope Ford so many times. Yeah, no, I thought this was a much needed spark to that women's division this week, both the women's cup and Thunder Rosa. Uh same with Nate. I, I've seen a little bit of her, but the promo, the look, everything to me fits perfectly into what AEW needs in their women's division. I'm a huge mark for Thunder Rosa. Got her autograph on my wall from when she was touring uh, with the Twisted Sisters. And um, I did watch her entire run at NWA, and they gave uh, a really nice shine to her work. Uh, I'm super stoked to see her in AEW. Love following her story. I think the sky's the limit for her. She's so rad. She's a good follow on social media, too. All right, we're moving on to our second question, talking about AEW and NXT. Uh, title changes abound this week when it comes to our Wednesday Night War, uh, all of them happening on Saturday, in fact. For uh, one point each, name the three new title ho holders. Uh, you're talking between NXT and AEW, correct? Correct. All right, we got Brody Lee, who went over Cody in the main event, who is the new TNT champion. Uh You've got Karrion Cross, who took the uh, NXT championship off of Keith Lee in a stunning upset. 
And who was the third? You got five. That's not NXT. Damn it. Uh, I say one, but I wasn't NXT. Because the women's championship didn't change hands. The Kodakai didn't go over. I don't. I, I got the two. Do I get the two points at least for that? You do. Absolutely. Right. Goddamn right. points for you. We'll kick things over to uh, Justin and Shawnee. Who are our uh, three new champions as of this uh, past Saturday night when it comes to AEW and NXT? Shawnee, okay if I jump in on this? Yeah, yeah, I cannot remember who won that damn ladder match. All right, so uh, Karrion Cross, NXT champion, Brody yep. Lee, TNT champion, Damian Priest uh, won the ladder match for the North American title. That's, That's right. correct. Yep, three points to Shawnee and uh, Justin for that one. Also, I saw this morning on Twitter that uh, apparently Chris Jericho's promo happened during the uh, NXT ladder match where he mentioned that he created the Money in the Bank match. That's some that's some strange coincidence. Yeah, no, I noticed that too. I, I watched AEW actually a little bit before we recorded here, and I th and I thought about that. Uh, overall, though, I thought the ladder match was great. The other two title changes, I feel like this is how Brody Lee should have came in originally. Him taking a loss, going after Moxley right away, to me, kind of hurt him a lot when it comes to his character. Um, Carrying Cross beating Keith Lee. I don't like Keith Lee losing the title that quick. The guy had two titles. He gave up one. To me, that signaled that he was going to have at least somewhat of a long run because he gave up the other title. Um, and then he loses it at the next pay-per-view. That doesn't sit too well with me. It was it was an okay main event. I'm just not happy about the result. Yeah, I, dude, I got to second that opinion because like the booking-wise – Right. Like he gave up the the North American title, which someone won in that, you know, Damian Priest won in that ladder match earlier in the evening. And then he loses the other title. It's like he lost both titles at once. And and it really makes him look weak. It looks like he got punked. And that kind of sucks. Like, I like Keith Lee a lot. Um, the only thing that I can think that you know, uh, uh, a change that quick would would happen is maybe he's getting a main roster call up. Um, I, I don't I, I don't know that he's ready for that, uh, especially with the way that the main roster just buries NXT talent. But uh, it, it's clear that some people have got to be moving, uh, especially with the draft coming up. I mean, they might be trying to pose him as the that Mark Henry spot, you know, that mm. That big, tough, yeah, unmovable object, black man. You know what I'm saying? They might try to do that, but once again, like you said, anyone that moves up to the main roster, they just don't know what to do with them. Yeah, they just keep them afloat enough to where they're complacent. I mean, if the if they moved him to the main roster, like what would he do? Like I who mean, would who would he feud you with? Would literally have to inject him into another feud right now. Yeah, and kind of just like. I mean, we, we are going to post SummerSlam, so that might be, mm -hmm. you know, a, a, an interesting opportunity to do that. I just I don't know, man. I, I just don't know. Yeah, hopefully we get some big answers tonight. I, I think that we really need to see a real title shift. Uh, I, I don't think Keith Lee should have lost the title either, but I also have no doubt that Keith Lee, we have not seen the last of Keith Lee on top. Uh, he's just too good at everything. Um I, I, I know that's never been a guarantee for anybody, really. But I think he's here for the long haul, and he, he, he'll he be at the top again, and this will be all part of a bigger story for him. Uh, I, I was really fucking annoyed that the WWE 
uh, store posted the picture of a homeboy holding the title on right. Friday. What the hell kind of rinky yeah. dink bullshit is that? If you haven't seen it, it's new to you. Like it, <laughs> it, they did it twice actually because they had posted it earlier in the week, going, "Could this be the outcome of uh, Takeover 30? And then the second time, it was not. There wasn't even like the the supposition there. It was just like, boom, here's the shot, and it was yeah, like spoilers, dude. Sp- like you can't even get. Like, can if if the dudes from Indusure have any heat from spoiling uh, Keith Lee's win, that should have immediately gone out the window when their own promotions department spoiled, uh, you know, their their big uh, pay per view. Well, maybe they thought I was going to put a lot of butts in the seats, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure somebody's uh, somebody's getting yelled at from Vince McMahon after that one. All right, so Justin and Shawnee, you get our last question, which is also worth three points, but only has one answer. Uh, the final NXT before TakeOver this past Wednesday saw two last-chance qualifiers for the North American title ladder match, uh, both of them uncomfortable for different reasons. In the first or in the ending of the night, Velveteen Dream defeated Finn Balor, uh, but at the beginning of the night, who did Johnny Gargano defeat? Oh, uh, new boy. Uh, what's his name? Ridge, Hall- Ridge Holland? Wow, that's correct. I thought that question was going to be a lot harder than uh, than it seemed. But yes, the guy's name was Ridge Holland. I'm sure we all saw, um, like I said, both those matches uncomfortable for different reasons. But holy God, did I think Johnny Gargano killed himself. Oh, yeah. I, I, he kept on going right after. I, I, I remember you messaged us, Chuck, when that happened. I hadn't watched yet. And then when I saw that spot uh, a few days later, I'm like, oh, yeah, that was the spot Chuck's talking about. And he yeah. it, it took, what, uh, two two minutes? And he kept on going. That's a bad look on WWE, though. Like, that's a bad spot to let the match keep going. Like, even if he says he's fine, to I mean, I just, you know, other injuries, you know, there's talks about Cross getting hurt with the shoulder and he kept going, legs, whatever, and they keep going, okay. But when you're talking about a nasty head spot like that and he keeps going, you even if he says he's fine, you have to stop the match. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand why you would put that in your edit. I mean, other than the sensationalism, which I get, but it just seems that in this climate, it's an it's a bold move when you're putting on taped shows to put that horrendous spot up. They did stop the match. That was that was one where they had they had stopped and started. Like uh, the the first report that I saw was that Johnny Gargano had taken uh, you know a botch so bad that Shawn Michaels and Triple H hit the ring immediately. So there was an edit there. What I think is ridiculous is that they hid this in picture in picture. Like, granted, they they went back and played replays of it. But you have the ability to edit your program and you're going to put that in picture in picture. Wow. What a terrible decision. If you're going to keep that in the match. And by the way, I don't disagree with any of the points that that Shawnee and and Justin made there. But if you're going to keep it in the match, like keep it in the match. Don't try to hide it in picture in picture and then go back to replays. That just looks like Bush League bullshit. At the end of one, the first round, where do we sit, Erica? As of the end of round one, we have Shawnee and Justin with six points, Nate and Will with three, and they will start off round dose. All right, kicking it back to Nate and Will. Are we going to Raw and SmackDown or around the ring? 
I, you know what? I think Raw and SmackDown's category needs a name change too. Let's go into the Thunderdome. <laughs> Thunderdome Underground. <laughs> yes. <laughs> The, All right. It's the underground Thunderdome, Thunderdome. underground. underground. <laughs> I love it. There you go. Let me change that in the Google Doc right now. <laughs> the underground Thunderdome. That should be automatic win. That, thank you. Right? Like, that should get some style points. All right. Uh, starting with question one. The Hurt Business found themselves on Monday night on the wrong end of a numbers game for the first time when Cedric Alexander, Mustafa Ali, and Ricochet Help save Apollo Crews from a beatdown. Later that night, a six-man tag was fought, but one of the babyfaces had to sit out of that match. Which one? Uh, that was uh, Cedric Alexander. Yep, that's right. One point to uh, the team of Nate and Will. Uh, we saw this. Uh, th this isn't the first time that both Raw and SmackDown have run very similar stories in the same week, but we saw this a little bit on SmackDown with Kalisto returning to the Lucha House Party. What do we think about the teases on either one of these as uh, heel turns? I don't know. I don't think that it's terribly interesting, especially because Cedric Alexander came out, won the 24-7 title as a part of a distraction angle in that match. It all got very convoluted. Here's what I think is a little bit more notable. Mustafa Ali, who just made his big return to, to Raw, was buried within two minutes of that elimination match. I mean, it was like he took one move from, I think it was Shelton Benjamin, and that was it. He was just done. So to me, Mustafa Ali is just buried, like deeper than, than six feet. Like it, that's, and that's a problem because that guy is super, super talented. Um, I, I don't know. I just think Raw's booking is all over the place. They need to get their creative in order. Yeah, I'm with you both with Mustafa Ali. That dude is too talented to get buried like that. Um, and with Raw's writing and creative being all, there's just too much going on in one scene. All right. You got like a distraction, a, a title change, and then the match. And then you got an elimination match that has what five falls or whatever it ends up being. And then you have another title change back and then they're chasing in and then you got to follow everything. It's just too much going on within a span of like 30 minutes, uh, which makes it hard to follow. And then less interesting. Um, I don't think when it comes to the actual question you asked Chuck, I don't think Cedric Alexander can pull off a heel turn. I don't think he can pull off being a part of MVP's group, which is kind of what they're hinting at. So between the two, I think even Kalisto can pull off a heel turn better than Cedric Alexander. I just don't think that dude has it in, a, in him like MVP uh, Bobby Lashley and Shelton Benjamin, dude. I think that the hurt business is where my interest is among these four sort of worlds we're talking about here. I, I like their story. They've been consistently between decent and good for a while and I've liked the 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 direction that they've gone in. Everything else that's going on I uh, I agree it, it doesn't feel very focused. It doesn't feel like they're exactly sure what's going to happen. And I'm cool with that, you know, uh, as long as it leads to some sort of excellent match. Uh, I know all those baby faces are uh, very talented in their own ways and uh, some or all of them will get over eventually, but the, the Hurt Business is, is where I'm at. I, I like following their adventures right now. I'm more interested in Lucha House Party breaking up than I am Cedric Alexander and Ricochet and that collection. of Like, they don't even have a name. They're not even a stable. So it's like, you know, it, you can't get divorced if you've only been dating for a week. So it just it doesn't work. They're just a bunch of good guys. 
Yeah, they're 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 just general faces that hang out together, kinda. Well, I'm glad that Justin brought up the fact that uh, some of the booking can be a little hectic because this leads right into our second question here for you, Nate. Uh, Mickey James returned this week and had a blink and you'll miss it match with Natalia. Who won that match and how? Oh God. This is, this is such a loaded question because there was so much going on uh, ringside during this match. The focus was not on this match whatsoever. Will, do you know the answer or hell no? No. All right. (laughs) So I'm just going to guess. I'm going to guess it was Mickey James with a surprise roll up. Okay. That's not the correct answer. So I will shift over to uh, both Shawnee and Justin. Uh, Do you need the question repeated? I I got the question. Shawnee, do you have a confident answer or are you cool with me throwing one out? Because I don't have a confident. I do know that Natalia won, but I don't know if it was with, you know, a sharpshooter or what. It was pretty much a squash in the background. I'm going to roll with Shawnee's answer. Okay. Uh, well, I'm going to defer to Erica because I do not believe we don't, we don't actually have uh, his, his person who won is correct, but the, the way she won is not. So how do you want to, how do you want to run this one? Uh, it, the question was not written to specify that you would get one point for that's right potentially each so i would award no points to anyone okay yeah it was natalia by a count out and uh, i'm not surprised that no one knew the answer to this one even though i'm gonna say it once again i don't know why nate's so hard to beat i know the answers to all these questions uh <laughs> natalia winning by count out while samoa joe and seth rollins bicker in the foreground not a great look for not only a women's division that uh i didn't they announce that we're getting another evolution this fall much less for a returning Mickey James. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. Overall, with the women's division, I get it that it's not a good look, but that specific storyline, we talked about it last week. I hate it. I hate the pairing of Natalia and Lana. I'm not excited about Mickey James being back. I'm not excited about any of the three individually for any reason. So I wasn't overly upset that they were not the focus and a very interesting back and forth between Samoa Joe because Samoa Joe can make anything look and sound interesting. I was more in tune with that and I'm okay with that. I was not overly upset that this match was overshadowed. It's disrespectful, I agree, but I'm not crazy upset because I don't care about the match in the first place. Right now it's Asuka, Shayna Baszler, everybody else yeah you know on the show before i've kind of accused wwe of hyper focusing on on their women's division on on just a handful of talents and while i think that's true maybe it's just because their mid-card booking is so bad that i don't actually wanted to acknowledge its existence it's either not on the show or when it is it's you know being steamrolled like this segment was and for good reason, like it's not very good wrestling, right? Like nothing against Mickey James or, or Natalia, but like that match wasn't going to bring viewers in. Let's be honest. So I don't know. I, I'd like to see them treat the, the mid card of the women's division a little bit more seriously and showcase it a little bit better because there's a lot of talent there. Bianca Belair is there. Ruby Riot's there. Liv Morgan is there. And they just kind of exist in this nebulous like, Oh, sometimes there's a tag match. Sometimes there's not like it just sucks. Yeah, I think my biggest pet peeve was the fact that you could have interrupted any other match that was that had technically happened in that first hour with Seth Rollins and Samoa Joe fighting at ringside. 
but you chose the women's match when the women consistently don't get as much camera time as the dudes. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll move on to the uh, the third question here, considering that nobody got that one right. Um, and considering how this question works, uh, you'll, you'll see what I mean here in a minute. So Sasha and Bailey decided who's going to face Asuka at SummerSlam on SmackDown this week by taking on Naomi in a beat the clock challenge. While Bailey ended up losing her match to Naomi, what was the time Sasha Banks set for her to beat Naomi in during the match before that? I will take guesses from all four of you and run it Price is Right style. The closest gets the three points. We'll start with Nate and Will. Uh, so you're talking about the time remaining on the clock for Bailey to to beat Naomi, right? The, yeah, Sasha Banks beat Naomi in a specific time that Bailey had to beat. And it was Sasha. and and so you're the the answer that you're looking for is the time that was remaining on the clock, right? The time that no, because uh, it counts up. There is no remaining on the clock. Come right. on, man. What it do was you the knew? time that Sasha's set. Sasha's match set the time, and then the clock counted down for Bailey. And I need the time that was set by Sasha Banks when she beat Naomi. So you're looking for the length of Sasha Banks's match. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Answer the question. Does he get a point for that? <laughs> I mean, that also is creative. closest without going over. So. Well, uh, all right. Uh, I don't know. The, the, We're looking for a minute and a three second. minutes. Give us three a, minutes and thirty-eight seconds. Okay. Uh, Will. I'm gonna say seven minutes flat. Okay. Uh, we'll go to Justin. Um, I feel like Nate's in the ballpark, so I gotta go three thirty-nine. Okay, Shawnee. Uh, one second, Chuck. Justin, was she beat her in one second? I don't remember that. The Price is right rules, right? Jesus <laughs> Christ. Have you ever watched yeah, Price one... is right? What the fuck? Yeah. That was like the easiest oh, no. softball setup. I don't I, I absolutely I absolutely understand how the rules work and uh actually it makes this kind of entertaining. Nate guessed 338, and it was actually 339, which means Justin hit it on the nose. Damn right. <laughs> <laughs> so that is three points to uh, Justin and Sean. I'll give uh, Erica a second to actually put those three points on the board, and then she can let us know where it stands as far as that. Shawnee just said that everything is Asuka and Shayna Baszler. We talked last week about the fact Asuka is going against Sasha and Bailey uh, tonight at SummerSlam. Give me your thoughts as far as uh, where does Sasha and Bailey go after this match, whether they win or lose against Asuka. If these two do not break up at SummerSlam, or at least really start to hint at it to lead to them losing the tag titles at payback next week. I'm going to lose my damn mind. I am over seeing these two make hints and, you know, bicker back and forth, but then say we're best friends. It's been going on for going on what six, seven months. I'm over it. Sasha needs to go over Bailey because Sasha is 10 times better than Bailey. And please stop running this storyline. This should have been a summer storyline. They should have broke up in May and just done a rivalry through the summer. And here we are at the end of summer and we're still talking about they're freaking breaking up. I'm over it. Break up. I've been ignoring what's going on at the kids table with Sasha and Bailey and enjoying Oscar's incredible run. Fair. I'm really just hoping for her to break out Kana tonight like that would be the best i think uh uh scenario to happen you want the scary makeup and the yeah uh, yeah this? and and it's been hinted Hell, at on social media yes. too so there's there's a real possibility that it could happen and i'm i'm pretty excited for that uh, the thing is is i, I think 
that the smile that Sasha Banks had at the very end when Naomi beat Bailey kind of said everything, right? Like that kind of sets up the breakup. What's going to be interesting is having them be a tag team while they're in the process of breaking up. I think that adds an added layer of intrigue and is probably the only reason for payback a week later. So I'm not totally invested here, but it's definitely uh, it's definitely going somewhere. I think my favorite uh, tag team style story is uh, partners that do not like each other. I always find that entertaining. Those are always fun. All right, Erica, where do we sit at the end of round two with a point? At the end of round two, we have Shawnee and Justin with nine points and Nate and Will with four. However, I'm not going to lie with uh, Justin nailing that tie right on the nose. I am tempted to adopt the Price is Right rules and just award all the belts to Justin. (laughs) You know, you know, like the showcase showdown, like, well, you win both showcases. We're not going to do it. Calm down, Nate. The fix is already in. Men lives matter. Jesus Christ on a crutch. It's a joke. <laughs> Please move on. Fi- no, fix is on. I see what's happening here. Bender lives matter. Okay, the well, office look. is against me. Okay. Man, you getting booked. All right. Well, you two, twops, <laughs> you two twops start fi- you know, the final round. So let's get into it, Chuck. All right. Here we go. Uh, the final round in the uh, one fall show of news for news and notes from around the ring starts with a sad story, uh, Xavier, also known as John Jiris, passed away this week at the age of 43. According to the Ring of Honor record books, he was the second Ring of Honor champion, defeating Loki in 2002. What submission machine took the belt off him in 2003? Well, I got to defer to you because your your Ring of Honor history is way deeper than mine. But I didn't start watching Ring of Honor or going to shows. Shit. To like, oh. Submission machine. Who's a submission machine? Well, I know it ain't my boy. And AEW, because <laughs> he was long retired. Uh, shit. Um, what, wouldn't have been Taz. No, we're at, we're at five. We're gonna need an answer here. Nigel McGinnis. Unfortunately, not. Unfortunately, great guess. Unfortunately, not. Justin and Shawnee, your opportunity to steal this one. What submission machine took the belt off the recently deceased Xavier in the Ring of Honor record books back in two thousand and three? Shawnee, do you have a guess on this? I ha- I have a guess, but if you have a better guess or confident guess, uh, was it Farmer Burns, Chuck? He's got a big <laughs> old neck. Son of a bitch, Shawnee. That's that's not correct. <laughs> that is that is absolutely not correct. So who was uh, it? It was the sub the Samoan submission machine, Samoa Joe. Damn it, Shawnee! That was going to be my guess. You're supposed to say I don't have a guess. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't catch. I caught ROH right after he left our, uh, the promotion and with the team. Sure. And then I watched yeah, like 1918 <laughs> or 1919. <laughs> always, always kind of uh, sad when you hear somebody died. He he was 43. I am 43. I don't want to pass away now. My goodness. Yeah, that's it's really sad. You know, uh, especially that young. You got a lot of uh, a lot of years left on on your career. Uh, maybe not necessarily in the ring, but, you know, um, there's always kind of office positions and talent enhancement and stuff like that, 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 uh, that, that you can do. And it's, it's really sad to hear about something like that. Yeah. Oh, I was shit. Just- Farmer Burns had been gone for half a century by the time. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That couldn't have been um, the right answer. I'm sorry, did- uh, uh, Justin. Yeah. Just next time when I say, if you have a confident guess, say yes or no, don't throw the guess <laughs> out there. <laughs> yeah. All right, no one getting points for that one, so we'll move on to the To be fair, part. to be fair, he did have a confident guess. It's, he was very I confident. I guess, yeah. I thought you were going to say big old neck. 
Our second question for uh, Will and Nate. After winning the New Japan Cup USA Tournament, who earned a shot at the IWGP United States Champion currently held by John Moxley this week? That would be former uh, Hideo Atami, H- uh, uh, but now Kenta once again. That's correct. Two points on the board for you guys. Kenta said in an uh, interview this week, too, that he views his time in uh, the WWE system as humiliating. Did you it. see his run? I yeah, it. it was. It was horrible. He had one of the worst runs for someone who is an established talent on, you know, another country's soil in WWE's history. Dude, he he did he never even held the cruiserweight title. It's really sad the way that Kento was treated in WWE. Yeah, the fact that casual wrestling fans would look at him and never know he was in WWE, even if they were watching at that time, that's a problem. Because yeah. like Nate said, he's a big name. At least give him the Cruiserweight title. You know, When I first saw his debut, I thought, oh, dude, this dude's taking over at least 205 Live. At the very least, he's doing that. And he they didn't even put him at that level. And that at the time, that didn't take much to be the top guy at 205 Live. I'm pretty sure everybody that is a cruiserweight at some point has been the top guy of two or five live. So the fact that they couldn't get him there, that's just disrespectful. I mean, remember he came in around the same time that Shinsuke Nakamura also came into NXT and Shinsuke was just pushed to the goddamn moon. So it was sort of like, they're like, well, we already have one of these. We don't really (laughs) need another. And like, that's such a raw deal for someone who is as talented and well-respected as Kenta is. To be fair, like he was the victim of a number of really unfortunately timed injuries. That too. Oh, I forgot about the uh, the shoulder thing where he got dumped on his shoulder. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, I mean, trust me, he still got done dirty. But like, you know, it was it was just really unfortunate how everything played. out. Yeah. He just wasn't able to get hit the ground running at all in NXT at a time when NXT was just phenomenal. And I think that had he been healthy, he would have had a much better time with it. But ultimately, I mean, this is going to make for a great fucking match going forward. He's playing it absolutely perfectly. He's not even particularly leaning on it as this time was awful because WWE made it awful. He's leaving it ambiguous, which is perfect because people on either side of that argument can both sink into the story. And I think he could present uh, an, an amazing match uh, with Mox. Right. Oh, totally. What he's the the story that he's kind of set up here is look at this. This is going to be an exhibition of what I could have done if WWE had let me. And by the way, I'm going to do it with a former WWE talent who was there and one of the top guys when I was getting a raw deal. I think that's a really compelling storyline. I am here for this. I cannot wait for this match. All right, let's move on to our third and final question in the uh, Around the Ring segment. Going back to Ring of Honor, they're resuming their TV tapings this week, and reportedly a former WWE superstar made his Ring of Honor debut at those tapings. This is a spoiler if you're a Ring of Honor fan, but who was it? Uh, I I don't think I have that that answer. Well, do you do you know? Because, uh, again, your your Ring of Honor knowledge is a bit deeper than mine. Mm, you got a guess? I don't. Yeah. Um, we got our five count here, fellas. Mike Bennett. Ooh, that would have been a fantastic guess, too. That is unfortunately not. 
I'm a huge, I'm still remember his stuff in impact wrestling. I'm a huge fan of him and Maria. We'll throw it to Shawnee and uh, Justin for this particular one, which former WWE talent uh, showed up at the ring of honor tapings this week for his ring of honor debut. Was it EC three? Yes, it was three points. Really? Shawnee and uh, Justin. Yeah. EC three is going to be uh, pulling some, a little bit of double duty between impact and uh ring of honor, but much like the good brothers, his contract allows that. Do you think this might be the norm? We saw, we talked about thunder Rosa earlier and we've seen NWA talent in uh, AEW. Do you think this is going to be the norm with a lot of the federations that are not WWE owned? Are they going to start seeing these crossovers and team ups? For sure. It's it's intriguing for wrestling fans whenever you just saw one guy at one promotion and now he's at another promotion. And it's also good for superstars who may have gotten screwed over, whether it be in WWE or AEW, or just never really got the push that they wanted there. And they can go become a bigger name in multiple promotions because the, the second that you do more than one promotion, even if you're not doing anything crazy in either one, you're being talked about. You're being watched because you're jumping. And that's a good for them and it can help kind of regroup their career perfect for ec3 moving forward yeah man we're in this like post internet world where it's creating this dystopian uh fucking territory system i think it's phenomenal it's fabulous and one day these guys are all going to go to war there's going to be robots it's going to be total (laughs) chaos fucking can't wait i really like this um and by the way uh, just, you know, on a pure shot in the dark guess, uh, EC3 is n- the, maybe the last name that I would have mentioned because he's not even still on a full run on impact yet. So, you know, real interesting choice. I like it, though. I like the idea of a system that's a little bit more open that allows people to be featured in multiple places, right? As long as your name isn't Vince McMahon, this is good for business. So, uh, yeah, I want to see more of this. Well, I'm glad you like that, Nate, because I don't think you're going to like what the points look like at the end of three rounds. Erica, yeah, just rub it in a little bit more, Chuck. Go ahead and give Uh, us those points. Before we move on, before we move on, I'd just like to take a moment to pay respect to um, Dick Togo, whose uh, name adorns our Dick Togo Memorial Tag Team titles. Respect. It's our weekly moment of silence. Go ahead, Anywho, on that note, you guys, uh, we got Shawnee and Justin with 12 points. Nate and Will, six points heading into the final fall. Still very much at everyone, anyone's game. That is correct, because our final fall um, is actually a bit of a holdover. Some news from last week. Uh, this question has four answers. Each is worth five points. The WWE Network has expanded its offerings with the addition of content from four independent wrestling promotions for five points each. I want you guys to private message me uh, over our chat program here what the four wrestling promotions are now featured on the network. While that's going on, Erica, let's uh, let's jam about SummerSlam, man. I'm actually kind of excited for quite a bit of the show tonight. I'm not going to jam with you. I think what I'm, I'm sorry, plot twist, taking this over. I think we have to address the fact that Renee Young is leaving. Mm-hmm. Uh, the WWE, and it's going to be a tremendous loss to their broadcasting uh, talent pool. And really, the only person that kind of came close to replicating what Renee Young was able to do in backstage interviews or whatever segments that they had was Kathy Kelly, and she's no longer there either. Um, so we'll see what happens. 
Um, I thought she was an outstanding broadcaster. I don't know what the future exactly holds for her, but I'm going to miss her. What a, a a twist of the knife to bring back talking smack the day after she leaves. Right. I mean, it's a total dick move. You know, they probably had that planned. I mean, I, I imagine they I, I at least hope so. But, um, you know, I mean, I, I know there's you know, everyone's just kind of counting down, like, where is she going to show up? Is she going to show up at, at AEW? I hope she I, I hope she kind of gets a thing because she do anything she's a really good broadcaster yeah. and uh i mean i know she's in the middle of creating a cookbook and good on her for fun that she loves but like sky's kind of the limit for her now question what didn't i see that xavier woods was supposed to be hosting talking smack and then i saw the miz on there did we know why no i because i heard the same thing that it was supposed to be xavier woods and uh was it kayla braxton yeah, yeah, and then Kayla Braxton was still there, but it was The Miz instead. So I just I don't know. I and I looked it up. I couldn't find any stories or anything as to why that was changed. Yeah, that's really weird. I hadn't heard anything. I'm hoping beyond hope that there's some kayfabe in that. Well, I mean, because uh, oddly, it seems like uh, The Miz is sort of being wrapped into this uh, retribution storyline, or at least that's what they're hinting. They did something with him running in absolutely last, yeah. Oh, yeah, no. and it was and it was pretty obvious and and easy to spot. So, like, I if that's the kayfabe that they're going for, then I, I guess that's kind of interesting. What's awkward about that is with the, with the camera showed him running in obviously late. I feel like Cole and Graves messed up there because they didn't even mention how late Miz was, and I yeah. feel like they should have you know, highlighted like, Oh, the Miz is just getting here. What the hell is going on? Kind of thing. But they didn't even mention it. Uh, the match with, um, with Cole and, uh, McAfee was shockingly good. Uh, but his homeboys had those shirts that say Cole sucks or something along those lines. And I just absolutely couldn't stop thinking about Michael Cole. It distracted me <laughs> from the entire match. <laughs> No, I know. And here's the thing that Matt, cause Pat McAfee, he's, he's talented. He's a good athlete. The match was good. That doesn't change the fact that it was absolutely humiliating to have Adam Cole and that kind of storyline. The match was good because the guy's an athlete, which is cool and some cool spots, but that's still horrible to put Adam Cole in that. Yeah. But did they just turn the undisputed era face? Like, cause that's what that whole dynamic ended up kind of turning out to be was Adam Cole was the face and, uh, Pat was the heel. Like, are they permanently now going to be faces? Cause that, I mean, that's, I don't know. I kind of be interested in, in seeing if that works. It absolutely adds some spice to the mix. And uh, I think that what it did was it showed that Pat McAfee, if he's going to be a continuing character, can absolutely do it. I mean, the upside surprise of that match in terms of his performance was incredible. I'll give but you I that. I think the important thing was getting to see Adam Cole uh, play as a face and sort of teeter on that edge. I remember when Adam Cole was uh, interviewed by Stone Cold Steve Austin, I was really surprised to hear Cole say that he really thought that he performed better as a baby face so if he goes in that direction i'd be very interested to see it yeah um but i think that also just teasing it, it it's a fun little you know divergence from the norm uh if nothing else i thought the, the match was an upside surprise 
Pat McAfee is a great heel. He is so good. You never seen him in a rough and rowdy? No. Go watch some of that where he's just on the mic as the announcer. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He's totally owning the crowd. <laughs> I, I will say too, there's like probably like 65, 70% of me that has a feeling Undisputed Era will be at SummerSlam tonight just because after this match, I don't know what else they're going to do in NXT. Like Adam Cole individually and them as a group. I'm not saying I want to see it. I just have a feeling. I don't know. At the same time, Johnny Gargano has been in NXT for eons. So, you know, I I don't know. I, I, I think especially with the USA deal, NXT is a, just a different, it's a different animal now. It's their third promotion. They've got the, the draft that's coming up. I think that's, that adds a, a, a dynamic there. I don't know if we're going to see him tonight. Yeah. Triple H had mentioned uh, that uh, in the draft now, it's not a matter of moving people from NXT to the other rosters. It's a matter of, you could go from Raw or SmackDown to NXT and it is not a, a you know, move a downward move. And I like that. Like, I think that that's been needed and necessary for maybe the last two years with the amount of talent that's been on NXT. Yeah, long overdue. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited to see that. All right. Are we ready for the uh, the results of our final round? Uh, the question was, the WWE Network's expanded its offerings with the addition of content from four independent wrestling promotions in the last week or two. For five points each, name the four promotions. Coming from Shawnee and Justin, I've got the guesses of evolve progress xwx and uh your mom <laughs> as well as chikara was uh one of the guesses between the two of them so they got three out of four i got one. well hold on time out i have you didn't list one that i said in mine you said evolve and icw oh i'm sorry and icw so let's see evolve progress and icw you guys did not get the xwx so 15 points uh, however, Nate running all four of those uh, Evolve Progress XWX and the ICW, Boom. giving him 20 points. Erica, the question I pose to you is once you have those points totaled up, was it enough to uh, make the spread so that Nate and Will could now be the tag team champions, the Nick Togo Memorial Tag Team Champions? This is unbelievable, but. Uh... And new, we have an and new situation. Damn right, we here. do. Shawnee and Justin, Shawnee and Justin, twenty-seven points. Nate and Will, a valiant effort, twenty-six. Wow, points. very close, very close. Crushed uh, them. Crushed them. <laughs> oh no, no, no! I, now I, you guys have to be co-champions, which of course is always a gimmick that gets over. Yeah, yes. for sure. Just like your two belt be or bender two belt or whatever the hell you called it. Let's uh, let's go. Let's go to the champs first. We'll start with the Shawnee and Justin. Shawnee, Justin, uh, I'll let you decide who you want to uh, go first. But you've got sixty seconds each on the clock to uh, talk about anything that we missed this week, or just to uh, just to gloat that you now own half of a title belt. Fellow co-champion, you go first. No, no. Uh, by all means, you go first, champ. You. I, I really do appreciate that, champ. It's fantastic to finally see that Nate Bender is no longer on top of this show right now. It's awesome. This belt actually looks pretty good, but looks split up. So I, I like the way that looks. One thing I think is absolutely horrendous, by the way, from the week of wrestling is this Mimosa Mayhem match that Jericho brought up with Orange Cassidy. Nate, you said a couple weeks ago that AEW needs to get away from Goofy, and they just dove into 80 gallons of it right now, and it's absolutely horrible. 
Uh, Shawnee, you've got 60 seconds on the clock. Go right, go right ahead. Uh, we crushed them first, first and foremost. Crushed them. Great work, champ. Great work today. Same to you, champ. What, what's the uh, byline for SummerSlam this year? You'll never see it coming. You'll never see it coming. I want this to be a damn fireworks show of swerves and reveals. It doesn't have to be 100% viable. It doesn't have to all please me. But I don't want to feel like a single match in the show is filler. I want to be wowed by all of it. Uh, I think they have the potential to do that if they get bold. If they don't, it's going to be a total drag. Unless you'll never see it coming is heel Cena. And if that's the one pop, I can't even, I, I can't even go on. <laughs> uh, Nate, you've got 60 seconds on the clock. A very tough week. But you know what? I, I have faith in you that you will bounce back from this successfully. Go ahead. This is some bullshit, Chuck. I got to say, first of all, if you're if crushing it is a one point margin of uh, of a win, then your definition of crushing it needs just a little bit of work. Okay? Crush them. All right. Now, secondly, the fix was in. It was always in. It was in from the start. We pointed it out as soon as it was obvious that the bias had shown itself. So here it's totally it's laid bare in front of you. By one point, these two jokers were able to come and claim my title, and now they have to share it like a couple of chumps. Well, guess what, Chuck? Next week, you don't have Nate Benner to kick around anymore. Fuck you. Fuck you. Uh, Erica, you're cool. And fuck you. I quit. I'm out. Oh, my God. Uh, Chuck, uh, I'd like to say that uh, we're going we're gonna to change the name of the title to the Sunshine uh, Buddy Champs world championship yeah that, that's the world title the sunshine i like that okay all right uh will did you uh did you 60 seconds on the clock did you have anything to add to that look just because you won with a small package you've been dealing with that issue since birth okay you can be a paper champion all you want i'm still better than you i'm still blacker than you and if you can't take a joke take a shuttle get off my planet wow thanks for thanks for being on the show will and uh Hopefully we can we can simmer Nate down and get him back to uh, to try and reclaim his title next week. Now that we've sawed it into two pieces, uh, Erica, where can people find you online? They can find me at at Hillary Clinton has a. Barely. Oh my god! Um, well, that's what he just said. So much, you, so I, much I, editing. I know. I know. Yeah, what happened when you give god. Will sixty seconds? He even use all sixty either. He got all that in. He, he, well, he made a count. Uh, anyway, sorry you have to edit that, Shawnee. But people can find me at uh, Twitter and Instagram at Erica underscore Banis. I'm still recovering from what, what Will said. Jesus that's, Christ. No, that's, that's absolutely fair. Justin, where can people find you online? Oh, man. On social media at JV underscore sports underscore talk and JV sports talk.com. Shawnee? Uh, you can find me running the uh, the old One Fall Show Twitter page or on Instagram at Shawnee.Constant. Uh, Nate, where can people find you online? Oh, that's right. He's not there. Uh, you can find Nate at Nate Benderama on Twitter. And uh, Will, where can people find you online? Email me, ultimatewarrior313 at gmail.com. I'll put a virus on your damn computer. <laughs> WillieZoot7 on Twitter. I'll talk some shit about your moms and your dad and your gay dad. 
Wow. Okay. All right. Uh, my name's Chuck Bean. It's been an uh, honor and a pleasure to host another One Fall Show week for you. And uh, you can, of course, find me on uh, 101 WRAF Monday through Saturdays from 7 to midnight and on the Nerd Radio podcast, the Talk Horror to Me podcast, and online at uh, BeanWRIF on Twitter. Thank you, everybody. Enjoy SummerSlam. You'll never see it coming, and we'll talk to you next week. I see you, Jen and Erica. Give us some titles. Well, God, I half the crap. I, I want to just do like a ill title montage, but that's I don't think that's gonna work out. The only one I took for from you, Will, is uh uh I'll talk some shit about your moms, <laughs> which, I, which which tickled me. Uh well starting off, we had yeah, I'm real high, Chuck. Um, <laughs> have you ever seen the price is right? What the fuck? Uh to be to be fair, he had a big old neck. And then I have this parentheses, Michael, and then Cole sucks, which isn't very inventive, but it's at least a little less offensive than the Hillary Clinton line. So there we go. That's what we got. There might be a good chance that Lars Sullivan is a part of this goddamn faction. Oh, no, no, oh no, my God. No. He's because he's he's been posting training videos and stuff on Instagram. And then there was a call with Triple H where he was like, yeah, I don't know what Lars is doing, which is always a dead giveaway that they're planning something with him. Okay, wait, wait. Before we even get into that, um, okay, the, those videos that surfaced of Lars Sullivan at the start of the year, uh, the guy in the video with him is my cousin. Really? Uh, yes. So here's the thing. Uh, my cousin Kevin was, uh, apparently he was very popular in the gay porn industry. I had kind of a falling out with that part of the family anyway. And then the Lars Sullivan shit happened. And I like just saw it trending on Twitter. And I, I'm just like, okay, he was in gay porn. Like I, I didn't purposely seek yeah. it out. And then, you know, obviously my husband reads the sheets and stuff. And he goes, hey, did you hear about Lars Sullivan? I go, yeah, you know, gay, you know, he's, he was in gay porn, you know, like a big deal. He goes, Did you see who he was with? And then he showed me like a still. I went, Oh my God, oh, it's my cousin. That's got to be fucking weird. It's so strange because I really wanted to be like, Look, I know uh, our family is a little dicey right now, but uh, your career has surfaced in wrestling Twitter. And I thought you should know, <laughs> but I, I, I never decided to tell him. But um, I think on the gay porn story, I have to go and start making dinner. So everyone have a good night. And yeah, I'll talk to everyone next week. I forgot to mention it during the show, but did anybody else cackle madly when on Friday Vince McMahon shows up, says, welcome to the Thunderdome, and they immediately hit the Fiends music? It's like, you guys aren't even waiting to figure out a way to get rid of Vince. You yeah, I love that. one thing. You know, I, lo I love the photo that said it's the fiend versus the devil. I know that's referencing the Firefly Funhouse, but I also see that referencing just Vince. That's pretty funny. Yeah, um, no, like I said, he said, welcome to the Thunderdome. And then immediately the fiends music hit. I'm like, Jesus Christ, you're already getting rid of him. I honestly think that that's all Vince is capable of doing. Like, he does not look well. He like, looks yeah. fucking bad. He Agreed. looks really, really bad. And so, like, I think that if he had done or said more then it probably would have become painfully obvious to everyone watching yeah. that he is somewhat impaired that's well, probably yeah considering the triple h uh appreciation night a couple of months ago that's th probably that was yeah. so rough 
That was yes, so rough. It was ugly. And it's funny you say that though, because I saw a video. I guess they're doing something about this Gronkowski thing on the network. And yes. I saw a video where Vince showed Gronk how to do the jump that he was supposed to do because Gronk was afraid to do it. So yep. Vince did it himself. And I'm and he, I mean he landed on the padding, but you're still a how old you know body dude. Yeah. What the hell? Yeah, yeah. That's that's supposed to be after SummerSlam tonight. They've got one of their documentary specials on making la- this year's WrestleMania, and that, oh, that yeah. footage is in there, which is great because a couple of months ago, I remember saying, "God, I hope cameras were rolling. I want to see that." Yeah, that's true. I mean, I I wouldn't mind seeing the footage, but like, and he popped right back up. Like he he did the jump, landed right on his back, like, and then popped right back up as if he was any other wrestler doing it. I'm like, oh my god. Yeah, but he, but he still put Gronk on in a featured role. So agreed. He yeah, clearly isn't making great decisions. <laughs> How about the fact that one night of Pat McAfee was way better than the two months of Rob Gronkowski? Facts. <laughs> yeah, that's total true. facts. Like you could tell that Pat McAfee had been trained by someone. Like the way that he just straight up jumped to the top turnbuckle, that made me pop. Like I went, what the fuck? Like that was maybe the most physically impressive thing that anyone did in that ring all night. I I was so impressed by it. No, I got the best celebrity athleticism ever. Dennis Rodman cleanly putting Lex Luger in a hip toss. I don't think I've (laughs) ever seen that. Dude, me neither. Lex Luger bumping for Dennis Rodman and Dennis Rodman hitting everything clean is the greatest shit. He hit a fucking drop kick. No shit. And Lex had to sell it. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking rolled wild or whatever they did outside. Jeez. I got to get going, guys. The one thing I'll say, too, though, about the whole swerves tonight, the only swerve or reveal I want to see for Retribution that'll make it worth it is CM Punk. I know Mm. it's probably not possible. Maybe. I don't know. But to see if like, CM Punk leading it would be pretty fucking cool. He's been quiet lately. That's the only thing that, that I think is going for you on that one, because we know his relationship with the company isn't good. His relationship with Vince isn't good. His relationship with the world isn't good. I mean, yeah. he's like a fucking jerk. Uh, that Yeah. And you can punch him in the face. Uh, that that too. <laughs> Um, but yeah, like the fact that he has been mostly quiet on social media, there might be something to that. Yeah. I, I might set your expectations a little bit more reasonably than CM Punk though. I, that's what I'm saying with this retribution. I'm so confused by it that I'm like, the only thing that can make it work and worthy of it is if it was CM Punk, anything else is either going to be okay or horrible. Well, if we're making if we're making retribution guesses for tonight, then I want to say that the numbers don't lie and they spell disaster for you. It's SummerSlam. You'll never see it coming. <laughs> Good lord. I'm leaving on that note. It's like uh, hunchback dragging that fucking chainmail headdress on the ground. Well, here's what, Shonies. Here's what's probably gonna happen with the way the writing has been lately. Retribution ain't even gonna be on the show tonight. Yeah, that's what I'm fully expecting to be on the show. That's what I'm fully expecting. Yeah, that, I'm that expecting will, that, that will enrage me because it, it is our, it, it's such a lukewarm fucking uh, series of promos like their their appearance. The, 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 the show where they appear and, and the editing's all bad. They invade the production truck and then you don't hear from the rest of the night. Yep. Suggested yeah. that what that they were so enraged by the bad editing, they took over production and gave a smooth show. <laughs> like that was the story. <laughs> I like 
that idea that like you cut to the third hour and you go back to the production truck and it's just all of the retribution guys just being very responsible production people hell yeah get those replays <laughs> they're like they're, up. Like, they're coiling the 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 cables better and yeah like you, oh you have God. one guy shouting out orders like get that nxt program up yeah and the real like, reason that they were molotoving uh, uh, like molotov cocktailing shit was they were like this equipment's out of date <laughs> Okay. okay. Well, then let's get started. And then Will can hop in when he's there. Well, uh, hang on. Because the door guy has to call me to let him in, unless you want me ducking out when I get guy. a call. Jesus yeah. Christ. Uh, <laughs> what kind of place you live in there? You have a dog. You have a door guy. I he's... live in a fucking condo in Detroit. Why don't you have the butler address the door guy? <laughs> <laughs> He's highfalutin, man. All righty. Oh, I found it. He's just talking about the blue light. And I'm like, I got to find that thing that was on my Facebook. I can already tell this is going to be a fantastic episode. I just <laughs> feel that machine it. is fantastic. Isn't that great? Yes. <laughs> I hope you bust that out again at the end of the episode. <laughs> Somebody posted that on Facebook. It's like, put your phone up to your mouth and you can, you can play it like an instrument. I'm like, no way. I didn't ask <laughs> you how to do it. I just said, do it again at the end of the show. Just said, Let's get this like, fucking do it, thing started. Fucking dance, monkey. <laughs> 